Believe it or not, there were some signs of encouragement in the Bearcats' win over ECU. Our Locked On Bearcats, your daily podcast on the Cincinnati Bearcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen of every day. We're free and available everywhere that you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe to our Lockdown Bearcats YouTube channel. Follow it, too, to get an alert every time we drop a new episode. Today's episode of Lockdown Bearcats is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash College. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Alex Frank, your host each and every day. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network is Locked On Bearcats, your team every day. Free and available everywhere you get your podcast. So the Bearcats win over ECU actually had some encouraging signs. I'm watching the film of the game, and I say to myself, you know, The Bearcats just beat a really good ECU team after beating Navy. And the significance of that is, and I go back four years ago, this is something Luke Fickle told me. Luke Fickle told me, or not me, well, I guess me. Um, Luke Fickle said that the week after Navy is always difficult because you have to revert back to your base defense. Because you do so many things differently for Navy that you have to go back to what you're used to doing for every other team. And this ECU team is running the football pretty dang on well on Friday night. And the fact that Cincinnati was able to win, it makes this win even more impressive. The defense, like, here's, I talked about time of possession. The defense was on the field for 13 minutes in the first quarter alone. 13 minutes. There are rarely games that that happens. And yet, the funny thing is, Cincinnati led 7-5. Like, Paul Kirk, uh, Roy Philpott on the broadcast TV said, the Bearcats have minus three yards and they have the lead. Like, that's how that game went. Now, the Bearcats did play well in the second quarter, but, I mean, the fact that their defense was on the field for 13 minutes in the first quarter and then nearly 18 minutes in the fourth quarter alone, I'm sorry, in the second half, and they still win the game. That is impressive. That is really impressive. And it gives me confidence that this team, you know what? Maybe they're just going to find ways to win games. They don't have to be on the field for 40 minutes. They don't have to, you know, um, accumulate 450 yards. They can just, you know, play their own game. They can find a way to win the game. And they did. And that might be the formula going forward. Like, this is a game the Bearcats won ugly. And believe it or not, that's also an encouraging sign. The defense, unlike against ECU, was able to get stops. ECU didn't score in the fourth quarter. UCF scored 14 in the fourth quarter. I'm sorry, 13. Like, that's improvement, actually. The fact that they got outplayed, and ECU came in with a, I mean, they did things very similarly in terms of stats to UCF. Ran the football, and 
um, they threw the ball. So at the end of the day, the Bearcats still winning this game is an encouraging sign going forward. That's a sign of improvement. They came up short against UCF when they were outplayed. They didn't in this game. And the statistics from both of those games are very similar in terms of how outplayed the Bearcats were. It's just that in this game, the defense got some big stops in the fourth quarter. Huge stops in the fourth quarter. So this should give you hope that this team can maybe still win a conference championship. I still think they can. Um, I still think that there's enough talent on this team to win a conference championship. I don't think the Bearcats have peaked just yet. And the fact that they won this game with Keaton Mitchell running all over them and um, Hole Nailers, you know, he was... I don't remember his exact numbers from this game, but Hole Nailers was throwing the ball pretty well. 26 of 46 for 280 and two touchdowns. Like, ECU was dicing up the Bearcats. C.J. Johnson had seven catches for 123 yards and a touchdown. That was a 72-yard touchdown. But outside of that, he was held to six catches for 61 yards. So they kept him in check. And I just think about how ECU is a team that the Bearcats have owned the last five years in Nine games against ECU in conference play. The Bearcats went eight and one. And I think about all the games that were close, all the times you thought ECU could give the Bearcats, you know, a run. And the Bearcats just did what they had to do. They won the game. That's what culture does. Like, Hole Nailers is one of the most prolific quarterbacks in the history of American Athletic Conference play. He's 0-5 against Cincinnati who very well might be the crown jewel of this conference when they leave, right? Cincinnati has a culture. ECU has talent, but they don't have a winning culture just yet. They've won some games this year. They did beat UCF by 21. They went on the road to Provo and won. But at the end of the day, they still haven't beaten the two-time reigning champions in the conference in Cincinnati. And so I think about that, and that just, it makes me think that this is why the Bearcats won the game. They might have gotten outplayed, and they did, but a win in a game like this is an improvement from UCF and is, you know, a step that, hey, they might get outplayed, but they're still going to find a way to win the game, and that's what this team needs to do because they're going to be facing a very good two-lane team in two weeks. They're going to go to UCF again for the conference championship if they if that's where they end up this season. So that to me is what's most important. That this team is going to find ways to win games, right? And that's really hard to do. When you get outplayed like that, I mean, when you, know, when you have the ball for 13 fewer minutes and you gain 100 fewer yards, but you still find a way to win the game, that is speaks very highly of this program's culture, right? I said it. How many times did the New England Patriots 
find ways to win games they shouldn't have won. Like they might have gotten outplayed. I remember they played Pittsburgh in 2017. And they were outplayed in the second half. And yet there they were with a chance to win the game in the end. And they did. That's what makes great teams. Culture. Bearcats have that. Has it been easy to watch this year? No. But they're winning. And they still have two games to play. And they very well could find themselves playing in their fourth straight conference championship and potentially win a third. Coming up, remember when you wanted Ben Bryant to start ahead of Desmond Ritter? Well, that's how I feel right now about Evan Prater starting over Ben Bryant. I'll explain after a word from LinkedIn. As you see on your screen, this episode of Lockdown Bearcats is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available, and that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. That's how we landed a lot of staff members at BearCast Media. I posted the jobs on LinkedIn. Sports director Sean McMahon, he... Uh, took it, and he was unbelievable the year after I graduated. And it's so easy to create a free job post on LinkedIn Jobs. Um, you, you just simply, you know, post your job, the description, um, when we're hiring, you know, what we're hiring for, then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that, that you are hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire um, we got to finish this year strong, right? We're, I mean, it's November 16th. Um, you know, I'm not sure if the lockdown pot college channel is going to hire anybody new, but I'm sure we're going to find them on LinkedIn jobs. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs. Number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockdown college. That's linkedin.com slash lockdown college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Thank you for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen today. For your next listen, check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Alex Frank back with you, your host each and every day right here on Lockdown Bearcats, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. So, your team every day. Can't forget the branding. So, um, 2019. Right. And we're kind of similar this year to 2019. The Bearcats were winning. They had clinched a spot in the championship game. At that point, there were two divisions in conference play. And the Bearcats were going to face Memphis in the final week of the regular season. And if you remember that time, the Bearcats were winning, but there were so many problems with that team. Ritter wasn't playing well. He was banged up. Um, the Bearcats, it felt like had no chance against Memphis if Ritter started. I remember I said to Zach, uh, Zach Freeze, one of my staff members at Bearcats Media, we called the Temple game, and, I, and, and, and I mean, we looked at each other after the game, and we're like, what is going to happen to this team down in Memphis? If they only could score 15 against Temple? I mean, Desmond Ritter was 9 of 25 that night. 9 of 25. 
that is, I mean, that was not good. So a lot of fans clamor for Ben Bryant to start. And sure enough, Ben Bryant got the start in Memphis. And I think a lot of fans, including me, I definitely felt like the Bearcats had a chance to win the game because Ritter, who was hurt, wasn't playing. And Ben Bryant, let's just see what this guy can do. So that game happened. The Bearcats lose 34-24. Very close game. Valiant effort. Cincinnati now was going back to Memphis to play for the championship game. Ritter was named the starter for that game. And I remember thinking, well, how's this going to go? Is he healthy? You know, is he going to be accurate? He ended up only going 14 of 33 in that game. Now, Jay Sean Jackson dropping a wide-open touchdown didn't help things. But still, you saw Ritter's struggles. Desmond Ritter was not the Desmond Ritter we eventually got to know. At that point, there were still still those who wanted Ben Bryant to start. But remember that. Bryant started that game against Memphis, and you suddenly felt like there was a chance. But, you know, we also saw, hey, Ben Bryant is not that kind of quarterback that can put his team on his back and lead you to victories. Was going to keep you competitive. I mean, the Bearcats battled back from now 17-3, but wasn't going to wow you. He threw two picks in that game. This year, we have a 10-game sample size of Ben Bryant. And the difference between Bryant and Ritter is this. Ritter was a sophomore, so you wanted to get him more years, and and the Bearcats program wasn't what it is today. 2019, I mean, they still hadn't won in a conference championship. Now, now they are um, coming off a college football playoff season and really, you know, still a front runner for the New Year's Six Bowl. But your quarterback's a senior. And I think having seen what you've seen at Eastern Michigan in this year, isn't what? 23 games, enough of a sample size to know that Ben Bryant's not it. Isn't that enough to know? Because Bryant's now a senior. He doesn't have that much time left. So why would you keep riding him? Why would you not experiment with Evan Prater if the goal is to win a conference championship? Ritter was still young at the time when fans wanted Ben Bryant to start over him. And he had time to prosper, and he did. Bryant is a senior, and you know who he is. Prater is the young star oozing with talent. But you don't know what he can do because he's just riding the bench. Remember in the offseason when the Bearcats walked off the field of the Cotton Bowl? And we all said, ooh, Evan Prater's not going to start. Maybe this team can still be pretty good next year. Instead, Ben Bryant transfers back. And what that did was two things. One was it gave the quarterback room some stability. But at the same time, it kind of felt like it put a lid on what the Bearcats season would turn out to be. And that's been the case. 
this team is eight and two. This team is still very much in the race for a conference championship. But don't you feel like it's going to crash eventually? It might happen in the championship game. It could happen against Tulane. I don't think it will. But at the same time, don't you get the feeling that eventually the dam is going to break? It did with Desmond Ritter in the championship game in 2019. That was a five-point game. The Bearcats had a chance to win 25 yards away. But now you have a quarterback who is getting progressively, he's not getting better. I mean, he had he had a really good game against Navy, but 14 of 30 against ECU. I mean, that, yeah, that's not going to fly. I mean, you have this guy in Prater. And so many of you commented on yesterday's episode. If they don't use Prater, they're not going to get the results they want. If Prater doesn't start this week or soon, they're not going to get the results they want. They'll beat Temple, I think. But will they beat Tulane? I mean, they might. I don't know what the line's going to be on that game. It wouldn't shock me if that is close to a pick'em. That game is the right to go to a conference championship. Do you really want to crash and burn at home, senior day, national TV, home game winning streak comes to an end? I don't think you do. Like, there hasn't been a lot of excitement over Ben Bryant starting, even though he had a great first four games. The fact is, he has not been good since the start of conference play. Bearcats already have one loss. Well, do you want to lose again before the conference championship? No. So why don't you start Evan Prater? Despite them winning, there is still that feeling that Ben Bryant is masking this team's potential. A lot of us felt the same way with Desmond Ritter. Ritter ultimately became the reason why the Bearcats won games. That five-game stretch in 2020 was unbelievable. So imagine looking back on this season and wondering what could have been. Had the Bearcats not started Evan Prater, Brian is holding this offense back like Ritter was in 2019. That should tell you it's time for a change, and I do believe it is. Coming up, my thoughts on the men's basketball team. Three games into the season tonight, they take on NKU over the river in Kentucky. But first, I got to tell you about BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source. By the way, this episode of Lockdown Bearcats is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting, sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. Let me rephrase that. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. That's fine. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts like this one, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, tonight the Bearcats are taking on NKU on the hardwood. That is a 7 o'clock tip. Just over the river in Highland Heights, Kentucky, a truest arena, the Bearcats and NKU. Bearcats 3-0 on the season. And I thought this would be a good time to share some thoughts on my thoughts on what the Bearcats have done over the first three games. And I think it has been 
a really good first three games, right? Cleveland State was a little hard to watch, but Chaminade looked, they looked really good. EKU, they looked really good. And I think if this team continues to play like the way it's playing, they're going to find themselves in bracketology, potentially going to the NCAA tournament. Um, look, I mean, they've won two games where they've scored almost, I mean, 99 or was it 98? And um, 87. They've won games where they scored 69. So the point of the matter is they can win games both offensively and defensively. So here's some individual thoughts. David DeJulius is that dude. He's averaging 21.3 points per game. He's already, I think, way better than last year. He's taking over games, right? This is his last season. And if you know David DeJulius, he's got an alpha mentality. That is just, I mean, it's going to propel this team to a lot of important wins. Next week when they go to Maui, and that first game against Arizona is going to be no joke, you're going to be thankful you have David DeJulius in your corner. Um, Taking over games, something he did at times last year, but I think what you're seeing is other players like Landers Nolly, Jeremiah Davenport, Victor Lockin, you're seeing him, the Julius, have open opportunities. He's not being guarded by four defenders. So that is really, really good to see. I, I like what I'm seeing from David the Julius. But I also like what I'm seeing from Landers Nolly. He's as advertised. I mean, he's averaging 16.3 points per game. Um, he's shooting the ball at a 47.1% clip. He is, um, averaging almost five rebounds a game and first three games for him as a transfer. Really, really like what I'm seeing from a player who I think is still going to have a heavy impact on this team. Jeremiah Davenport averaging 13.3 points per game. You look at this UC team and you see three players averaging 13 or more points. Now this is three games into the season, but that's still really good to see. You're seeing that Cincinnati, you're seeing that Cincinnati has three capable scorers, one leader and two others who can light it up from the outside. And, you know, I I do think one thing I want to see from Jeremiah Davenport specifically is shot selection. So far this season, Jeremiah Davenport is 13 of 36, but 21 of those shots are from three-point range. This is not Brandon Ball where you take the first available good shot. West Miller's offense, you're going to have some ball movement. You're going to look for the best shot. Shot selection has been a little um, has been a little questionable at times. It's also been good. So I think if Jeremiah Davenport can, you know, maybe not take so many threes per game. I know that's what he likes to do, and most of the time it works. But when it doesn't, the Bearcats can shoot themselves right out of the game. So, so there are three capable scorers on this team. Just need improvement shot selection from Jeremiah Davenport. Victor Locken, guy who came onto the scene last year, he's playing really hard. Um, he's averaging nine points a game. He's pulling down 8.3 rebounds a game. He's, he's 11 to 14 from the floor, and that's just an 18.2 minutes worth of play. Um, the other transfers, Rob Finnessy. Only one of nine from the field, but he's got nine assists through three games and 3.3 rebounds. 
Um, Odio Guamas pulling down 6.3 rebounds off the bench. Um, Kalua Zekpi has only attempted three shots, but has eight rebounds, um, seven points. Um, Jared Hensley's looked good, 6.7 points per game. He's got eight of 14 from the floor. So there is a really, really good amount of depth on this team. And that's something they didn't really have last year. They played a lot of guys. They didn't feel like they had a lot of scores. This year, it feels like they do. Like, I think you're starting to see them morph into their roles. And that's going to be critical for this team if they're going to get to where they want to go, which is the NCAA tournament. Um, the offense looks much more cohesive, and they're fun to watch. Like, I don't dread watching a Bearcats basketball game like I did last year towards the end of the season. Because last year, there was no identity. This year, there is. They're going to play hard. They're going to shoot. They're going to um, distribute the ball. They're going to, you know, um, be physical. They're going to pull down rebounds. It's Bearcat basketball. Wes Miller has restored the program. And I think we all can be really excited about that. Um, And you can really tell that they take after Wes Miller well, right? When you see a team play for for their coach, you know it. And you know the Bearcats do with Wes Miller. So to me, the, the Bearcats, and remember last year they went 3-0? They had a scratch and claw their way in some of those games. I mean, they played, now, they, now they're playing the same caliber of teams, but it still felt like that, that team was still not as far along as this year's team is. And I know Houston is really good. But I feel like this Bearcats team can compete with anybody. I think they can give Memphis a shot. I think they can give Houston a, cha- a, a game. They play them twice. Like, I seriously think that this Bearcats team might have a chance to be really good. Maui's going to tell us a lot. If they beat Arizona, who's currently 17th, I believe, in the country, if they can find a way to beat Arizona, and maybe we start to say this team is for real. We look at the rankings, by the way, for the top 25 um, this week. Arizona is 14. Excuse me. Arizona's 14. Um, Cincinnati is not receiving any votes just yet. Houston is still three. Um, they're the only American team in the conference that is ranked. So that's where we're at right now, three games into the season. Um, free throw shooting could be a little bit better. It's got uh, 71.4% isn't bad, but would like it to be higher. Remember when they won a game against Houston two years ago when they were 19 of 31? That won't cut it against this Houston team. So be a little bit better from the free throw line. Right now, um, the Julius 11 to 15, Nollers, uh, Nolly, excuse me, 14 of 16, Davenport, 7 of 10. Um, Victor Locken, 5 of 9. Ezek P3 of 8, that's got to improve. But And by the way, their opponents are shooting 59.5%. Bearcats as a team are shooting 47%. Um, opponents are shooting less than 40. Well, yeah, less than 40. Um, Bearcats are also... Um, out-rebounding their opponents by 15. 
They're forcing a lot of turnovers more than they're giving up assists. So I like what I'm seeing so far, but there are some things I'd like to improve. And it's still a long, it's, there's still a long season ahead. On tomorrow's show, Russ Heldman will join me and potentially talking about a five-star recruit coming to Cincinnati. So that's going to be a big-time interview tomorrow with Russ Heldman of all Bearcats and Sports Illustrated, my colleague. And then on Friday, we're going to preview the Temple game. We'll look back on the Bearcats' performance against NKU. We'll also, well, and we might look ahead to Maui. So stay tuned for that. Lockdown Bearcats is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day, free and available everywhere you get your podcast. Don't forget, you can follow me on Twitter at Frankie underscore Natty with two N's, N-N-A-T-I. You can follow me on Instagram, AlexFrank9 underscore, or email me at Alex3Frank at gmail.com. Thanks for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Lockdown can provide. Lockdown Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Alex Frank for Lockdown Bearcats. Thanks for making us your first listen of every day. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. And I say where you can follow me on social media. I'll say it again just to be short. At Frankie underscore Natty with two N's, N-N-A-T-I. You can follow me on Instagram, AlexFrank9 underscore, or email me at Alex3Frank at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe to our Lockdown Bearcats YouTube channel. Follow it to get an alert every time we drop a new episode. So you can subscribe and you can follow on the Lockdown Bearcats YouTube channel. For Lockdown Bearcats, my name is Alex Frank. Have a great rest of your day. And the Bearcats tonight taking on NKU. We'll take a look back on that game later this week. See, the world of podcasting is so interesting because I'm recording an interview with Russ before the game, but yet when you hear it, you'll know the results of the game. So how about that? Um, but much more to come tomorrow and Friday. So keep it right here. Lockdown Bearcats, your first listen of every day. I'm Alex Frank for Lockdown Bearcats. Let me say my name slower. My name is Alex Frank for Lockdown Bearcats. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Have a great rest of your day, and I will talk to you tomorrow right here on Lockdown Bearcats.